the big silence, empowering personal experiences, inspiring compassion, and healing lives. We are no longer silent. We are here. The big silence. Hello and welcome to the Big Silence Podcast. I am your host, Karina Dawn. I'm a mental health advocate, wellness entrepreneur, and co-founder of the leading women's fitness community, Tone It Up. I'm also a New York Times bestselling author and founder of the nonprofit, The Big Silence Foundation. I'm also a wife, daughter, friend, and yes, palm mom of five. And just like you, I'm a work in progress. I have experienced profound grief and trauma and then found deep joy in life. And now I'm here to share my story, be a safe space for you to share yours. And we're having in-depth conversations with psychologists, doctors, spiritual leaders, friends, and others who have been impacted directly or indirectly by a mental health condition. No more embarrassment, no more shame, no holding back, only healing. Let's go! Hello and welcome back to the big silence. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I want to introduce my next guest for this week. You may know him from the number one workouts in the Tone It Up app, Bobby Booty Burner and Bobby Call. Number one. Yes, number one. Can I get my intro? Get at it. He's also known as a lover of Pomeranians. The fact that we have five was not all my decision. He's also my executive handyman. He's also a brilliant real estate investor because a lot of people are like, what the heck does Bobby do? And he is my husband. So I am excited to introduce to you Bobby Goldstein. Ooh, that is a that is a good one. I would argue with some of the Pomeranian chat because I don't think I would necessarily have gone this route, but I love them all equally. No, so. you don't. You love Tiki the most. Nah, she's special. I love them the same, but I tend to want to be around her the most. Why? What? What is? What is it about her personality? She loves me the most. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> and Skunk loves me the most. So this morning, this is we're in the morning on a, what day is it? Wednesday. I think it, yeah, it is a Wednesday. So there, this it's about let's say nine a.m. in Texas, and this morning, Bobby finally convinced me uh-huh. to. Yes. Go to his favorite place. So there's two different types of people, okay? Those who like to get out of bed and get out of the house or those like myself who like to have their morning routine a little slower. So Bobby, after 18 months, finally convinced me to go to this place called Rudy's in Austin. Oh, yeah. If if the OG Rudy is out there, hey, we could, we could get a sponsorship going. This... I'll have a cup. I'll have a t-shirt. I mean, I love the breakfast tacos. You can get your gas there. It's also a gas station. Yeah. This is is good stuff. Yeah. So I always say no. Today I said yes. If if you know me, imagine Karina Cardi waking up at 6 a.m., jumping out of bed, 
in the clothes she slept in because mm-hmm. I sleep in street clothes. Yeah, a few days in a row, I might add. <laughs> we also are under a little boil water notice out here. I think you could have still showered. Okay. <laughs> okay, don't give <laughs> Do away all my so. secrets. So 6 a.m., wake up, jump in the, the truck. We go drive 20 minutes to Rudy's Barbecue. And me, if you know me, sitting down at a table by 6.20, eating um, at a gas station, gas station barbecue place, eating a brisket egg barbecue burrito. That is what you ordered. So we have to take accountability for our decisions here. But it was a pleasure having you. No, it wasn't. You Uh, told me I'm never allowed again. (laughs) Wait, wait, I'll get there. (laughs) I looked forward to it for a very long time. When you said, yes, you were going to come this morning, I was quite excited. And I think then I realized uh, about five minutes into my delicious meal, I think I realized that this is my thing. Yeah, and that's your thing. You are not invited anymore. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. I th- un- un- you know invite. what? I think this was your plan all, all <laughs> along. You were going to bring the two to the brood and you definitely did. And it was a very big silence breakfast. There. I know. Bobby's like, you're not talking. I'm like, what am I going to say at 6.20 eating a burrito? I mean, you're just delaying the inevitable, hitting that snooze, relaxing, I like my mornings. So let's get going. I had to get home and have my morning. So, anyways, we are here. Bobby is our guest today because one of the topics with the big silence that I've had a lot of requests for, and this is one request of, of very many from someone who DM'd me. It's, uh, hi, Karina. I love the focus of your new podcast. I wanted to DM you so as not to offend anyone. Can you have an episode focusing on how best we can support our loved ones who are going through their own personal mental health journey? We're not all doctors, so sometimes it's hard to know how to react and still make sure they know you love them. My sister went through a very difficult phase in the past year, has dealt with psychosis, severe depression, severe anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. I don't want to upset her. I try to remain calm when she's having an episode, but we didn't know how to make her feel worse or how to support ourselves or our family when psychosis is happening. So it would be helpful to talk about how families and loved ones can understand mental health conditions so that we can support one another through the struggle. So I wanted to have Bobby on for this app to talk about that because, as you know, I grew up with a mother who is schizophrenic and all of the chaos and the psychosis and everything you normalize for myself. I normalized it. By the time we were married... And what year was that? Oh, right on the spot here. 2016. 2016. Oh. <laughs> what was our what's our anniversary date? How many years have we been married? August, July? July 30th. I do know that. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, so that we, was 2016. We got yeah. married. We got home from our honeymoon in Hawaii. And immediately Bobby was pushed into a situation. My mom had was going through a lot of episodes. She was in the hospital. And again, me normalizing, you know, how did you feel, Bobby, at that moment? I mean, you knew uh-huh. the history of my mom and of me and everything, but now you're you're in it. Yeah. I think the first reaction is fix it, you know, and 
I think from the outside, when you have no emotional involvement and you might just be looking at someone acting a certain way, it's easy to go, oh, well, let's just do this. And so I think that I tend to want to fix things. Mm -hmm. Hence, all our projects we're always in the middle of. But this was a little different. And there's definitely a tendency of, okay, well, how can I make this right? And it, it actually seems easy looking at it at first. It obviously um, was not. I think that level of, of normal, I think everybody has a level of normal, but it could be in a different stratosphere. Mm -hmm. And your level of normal is so deep and had so many years of, of getting to that. It took a long time to really understand it to even understand what was going on with your mom. And yeah, you just take it day by day, I guess. Yeah. And something for me, which you always want to fix things, but then I'm always the type that was like, I'm there for her. I'm there for her, whatever that was. Cause ever since I was a little girl, I was the one that she always came to and it was kind of parentification. And she was my, I don't want to say my child or my baby, but I always took care of her yeah. and could never let her down. And I think you sometimes didn't understand, well, just fix it. But you didn't. How do you fix it? Yeah. And I, I think also you always, I think there's always a part of you, always a part of your little girl that always believed something was going to change with your mom, that she was going to one day just click be and be the mom, mom you wanted her to be or a mom. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a mom, you know, and but her capacity was was way different. And that probably took years to learn. The NAMI course mm -hmm. helped out immensely. I uh, learned a ton from that. And it also helped me learn more about you, your mentality, what you grew up in, really understanding that to understanding this is not a simple thing. This is very in-depth. And quite frankly, there might not be a solution per se. Yeah. So Bobby's talking about the NAMI family to family course and which was a, it's a free course that NAMI National Alliance of Mental Illness provides. They do have online courses now and they have in-person in your city, but it was something that we did together for 13 weeks and it's family members coming together. We went every Tuesday night for a few hours and Bobby wanted to do this with me because he wanted to educate himself on understanding my mother, understanding me, understanding mental illness. We learn about empathy, about, you know, crisis, how to deal with a crisis, 5150s. We learn about medications and mix, you know, just everything. And you're in a support group, which I highly recommend support groups for anyone who has a family member who is going through a mental health condition or NAMI also has programs for those who have the mental health condition. And yeah, we learned coping skills. I love that NAMI also, like each week, week it was a different topic. They even teach about movement and meditation, which is amazing. But it was really good. We were in a circle with other family members who mostly it was either their parents they were taking care of or their teenagers who were going through it and having psychosis and it was good to talk to people who understood and you realize you're not alone. There was a yeah. lot of tears in that room. There was a lot of stress in that room. But I highly suggest if you ha are in this situation, going to a support group. I mean, there was also 
older, you know, people who are 70 yeah. and talking about their children. And maybe it took that long for the acceptance to come in to have the opportunity or, you know, maybe most of the psychosis does happen, you know, in adolescence and earlier, but it doesn't always have to be that way. It could be a new episode or something. So, I mean, it was across the board. It was all different types of people you're sitting in a room with. There was a few weeks where you had commitments and couldn't be there. And I actually went alone. And the only reason I bring that up is because those were the weeks that actually really helped me find that empathy for you in particular to not be the fix it person and to really step back a little bit. Um, but just an amazing experience. I wouldn't say it's it's fun, but it's it's rewarding. Yeah. And then, I mean, you were amazing to my mother. Yeah. Am I going to cry every episode? I think, yeah, you had empathy for her. You went up and you took care of her when I wasn't able to and loved her. Yeah. Yeah. You loved her for me. You hoped she would eventually, you believed as the fix-it person that she would be the mother I never had, but we loved her and appreciated her for Yeah. I think there's always this like balance between enjoying her company and hoping for something in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, Obviously, there was a lot of work in between that and things were great at times and we rode the roller coaster and things get bad again. But, you know, she was a, a wonderful lady. Sometimes she was a total pain in the ass, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, she knew how to stick it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> right up until the, her last days. But what would your advice then be other than going to support groups and being around people who are experiencing the same thing as you, but for others who aren't used, haven't grown up with a family surrounded by mental illness, what would your advice be? I would say, listen more, talk less. Um, boundaries are very, very important uh, for the health of all of your relationships for that relationship it was really challenging with us. We're, you know, engaged and your mom shows up to our place and locked herself in a back bedroom with her dog for a week. And that was an interesting way to first meet her. Learning about it later though, creating boundaries when things get bad to give yourself uh, some self-love, let's say, because if, if you're not in a good space, then you can't deal with anyone else in a, in a space that is going through things, let's say. Yeah, that's um, very important. Yeah, because when my mom showed up and you met her for the first time, that was before we even took a course or had support groups. Yeah, no, no background on that. <laughs> I'm like, mom's here. <laughs> You're like, what is going uh, on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's one thing I want to talk about too while we're here. We were talking about in that NAMI support group and those older parents who had teenagers that were going through it or those that, who were a little older and are still taking care of their parents. And you don't know that I'm going to bring this up, but 
I get a lot of questions and pressure of why do Bobby and Karina not have children? Hmm. Are you pregnant, Karina? No, I just gained weight during COVID. <laughs> I'm not pregnant, okay? So I can stop getting those messages. Sorry. And there is no goal of being pregnant. And I just want to bring that up to, you know, answer everyone's questions. I don't answer it if I get a single message, but I'm just putting it out here. Why do we not have kids? We have decided together not to. I have spent my entire life with my mother and being her caretaker from a little girl to you know, this past September when she passed and Bobby has been her caretaker as well. And so with mental illness, it's genetic and thank God it has skipped a generation. Mm. And my mother's father was schizophrenic and he committed suicide. And then my mother and there's other parts of our family that have mental health conditions. And because life has been so hard up to now, I decided I just want to enjoy it. I want to fucking have fun. I want to not have stress in my life. And I love children. I love, we're godparents to many, and I love being around kids. But there's just a choice we had to make together of not spending the second part of my life because of, you know, 30 years of my life was spent hand, you know, being yeah. a parent. We just made that choice that we didn't want to spend the rest of our lives, man, you know, having that on our shoulders because it's really heavy and we've built this beautiful life together and we've been through so much that we're just here to enjoy this beautiful life and that's was probably this a question for me i don't I know think you i think, asked the question oh was i asking it i, I think i, I was think just, you asked the question and then did i you, ask you a question I, think you completely I just went on a rant it. okay well then <laughs> who needs you here yeah <laughs> solo episode number two <laughs> yeah and just to add on that, I think that if if you had a different perspective, I would as well. It's not that I'm I don't want kids or anything like that. It's more that if you're in a relationship and this is it takes some time to really understand that perspective of the fear that mental you know health conditions do contribute. Uh, to relationships, the stress of it, and then the stress of, is this going to happen for another life, one that we're going to raise together? So that is a really big deal. And that is, is completely valid. And I think recognizing that it's, if you're not wanting to have children, then I think it's, I can't talk you into that. That's a choice. And I, it works for me because I love you. And, you know, I couldn't even imagine having a child in our life, to be honest. We have five Pomeranians and I think we're, we're set right now. That is, that is our max. Yeah, I was in therapy once, once, well, many times. <laughs> but my, um, Claudia, remember Claudia? Mm -hmm. She was like, you'd be such an amazing mother. You would be. And I just started crying. I was like, I know. But it's a tough decision to make, but it's a lot of pressure on a woman, um, on women too. Like, yeah. Why aren't you having kids? Why, you know, but it's a decision. Yeah. Period. And there's nothing wrong. Yeah. That. Well, Mr. Bobby Goldstein. Yes. Do you have any other advice for all of these women and men reaching out on, on, like, <laughs> 
I don't know that I have advice, but I will just say it isn't easy. Right? And well, when you speak about self love and self care, mm-hmm. not only you know obviously for me, mm-hmm. what did you do for you? Because it's not just all the pressure is not on me. You had a lot of pressure and a lot of stress having my family members that are you know have a mental health condition. What did you do for yourself? I honestly going through it and it was the the only time I've experienced it. Yeah. I don't know that it was that conscious, you know, even when it was happening of okay, I need to take this time for myself. I think it's easier to say that after of going, hey, this is really important. But I don't think, you know, if I did the if I went through the same scenario now, I'd have much more equipped tools to yeah. deal with it. I don't think at the time that I really took time to do something for myself outside of it. You know, our life is always all over the place. We're always in the middle of projects. I don't know that I consciously did that. Yeah. I had two thoughts. One, I want to circle back to the Karina, are you pregnant thing? Because I had gained weight, which is totally fine. Whatever. But we have our ebbs and flows in our seasons. And I will also say that after my mom passed, all of a sudden, the weight came off. Mm -hmm. And it was like 20 pounds or something. So I think, you know, when you have a family member with a mental health condition, because I was so focused on her. I was on calls with doctors eight hours a day sometimes. But then it was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, Just wanted to throw that in there. Not pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get back to that other question that I was, (laughs) the self-love and things like that. I actually, while you were talking there, I, I realized the best thing I did during this experience was to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So I went to a therapist that helped immensely, but it still wasn't easy and it still isn't a finished product today. I mean, it, it produced massive amounts of stress on our relationship over the entire course of it. It still will take time to get through a lot of the things, but much like you're saying, you know, your mom passed away and the weight came off. Like there was, it's easy to see from someone that lives with you how much stress that relationship put on your life every single day. It's somewhere in your subconscious. Sometimes it's right right in front of you. And sometimes I could see your inner child get angry at that. I'm saying, no, I have it under control. Taking therapy kind of helps give space to that because I might go, no, like you're processing it, but I don't need to say that. Therapy helped immensely and it it will help immensely recover from all of this stuff. Like I wasn't an expert going into this and I'm not an expert now. I've lived through it and you know, now it's time to to figure out how we keep going and getting stronger. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out, you know, on social media, it's like, oh, what is it? Relationship goals. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, hell, I stopped doing social media really because I just, you know, if if a lot of the time you're feeling incredibly stressed out and not feeling like you want to share happiness because it might not be the total truth, it's just like I wasn't inspired to do that. And 
not to say there wasn't happy moments or things were the worst, but you know, it, it was hard. It was hard for me. And, you know, a lot of the things that even we would do early in our relationship and have fun, like we have to train ourselves to get back to that. And yeah. this was constant, constant stress. Yeah. And that's something important to point out too, is giving yourself the grace of healing then. Because you've been in this for eight, how long have we been together? Shoot. <laughs> we got married in 2015 oh or 16, God. something First like you're that. asking what year we got married. And now you're asking how long we've been in a relationship. Oh my goodness. I don't Hot know seat. if you saw toned Hot up on Bravo. That's literally when we started dating. Uh, so we geez. should look that up. I don't know, 2012-ish. Have we been together 10 years? Yeah. You moved into the apartment below me October 1st, let's say 2013, 12. Man, I don't know. We got to get this straight. Yeah. One day we'll chart it out. <laughs> if you could only see behind all the cameras what our life really looks like. <laughs> it's a mess. But yeah, so you've been in it for 10 years and having, I mean, I will say you have been the biggest support system and I don't know how I could have come out of this on this side of it without you. But yeah, and then I've been in it for 30 years. And so now it is the the healing begins. I you know, it's all all of the trauma and everything is held in our body in our cells. So now it's it's quite a process. And I will say one of the things I have a lot of questions of I've been doing much better since my mother passed. I would say the first 3 months of it was super hard. I didn't get out of bed. I was really sad. Just the visuals and just that can be another podcast of how to deal with grief. But now it's on the up and up. But for everyone, the healing takes a lot of time. You can't take 10 years, 30, 40, 50 years of trauma and then boom, the next day, I'm good. Like that's just not yeah. how it is. Yeah. Um, sorry, I brought all this trauma in your life. No, it's great. <laughs> Awesome. Trauma, five Pomeranians. <laughs> you know, we didn't get to all these topics on our first date. I think you uh, oh, I left a few you. things out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. all right. Well, Mr. Bobby, yep. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions for yeah, you. Not too far from you. So we can link up sometime and, and can follow they, up on those questions. Where can everyone find you? <laughs> On Instagram, on social media. Find me behind those cameras, <laughs> fixing things around here, serving you uh, fruit whenever you want it. Little, My executive handyman. That's right. That's right. <laughs> gotta thank you. And there will definitely have Bobby on again because there's going to be a lot of more questions for him and different conversations that we can have. But I definitely wanted to have this particular conversation today on how to support your partner or your loved one. I wanted to mention, okay, so obviously we have our crisis text line, which is the word you text the word hero, H-E-R-O to 741741 for confidential crisis help and to get connected to a therapist or a doctor. And I just wanted to talk to you about that on why actually it was Bobby who came up with the word hero because we were trying to figure out what word to use. And it was his idea because we wanted to express that if you have the strength to reach out and say, I need help, you are your own hero. Mm -hmm. You are a hero. And if you have a friend who needs to text this line or loved one that needs help and you send them 
hero to 741741, you are a hero. So that is why the Big Silence has chosen that word. Thank you to Bobby Goldstein. Good idea. Also, one other thing I'm going to add, if you head to thebigsilence.com, we have under the link of our work, we have events that are coming up. The book tour locations will be announced soon. Give us a few more weeks. We're mapping that out. Bobby, my executive handyman, will be taking an RV on the road for a month to go on a big t- on a book tour. We're going to hit, you know, the major markets, the smaller cities. We want to connect with you. DM us at the big at the dot big dot silence and let us know where we should come or comment on one of our posts or on my post Karina Dawn. But if you go to our work, you'll see the events. We also have a fundraiser and official launch of the big silence here in Austin, Texas coming up on March 12th. And it's at our home and we are selling, or not selling, but I'm offering exclusive VIP tickets for a 100% donation to The Big Silence so we can keep doing all of these events. So head over there, our work, and then our events. You'll see it all. And for now, I will see you next Wednesday. Thank you, hubby. You're welcome. I love you. Yeah, I think uh, if I've learned anything, maybe listen, learn and love and that'll help you through thank you love you Thank you for joining us today and every Wednesday. If you or anyone you know needs help now, text HERO to 741741 to connect with a crisis counselor. Our crisis text line is private and confidential. If you loved this episode or think a loved one could benefit from listening, please share. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the.big.silence. Head over to thebigsilence.com to sign up for our newsletter to stay in the loop for live events coming up and details on the release of my memoir, The Big Silence. And as always, we'd love a like, subscribe, and leave a review on anywhere the podcast can be found. I love you, and I will see you next Wednesday. One, two, three, sing it. Here's to radical self-love, the type of love that will defeat anxiety, the type of love that defeats depression. This is the one life. This is the moment. This is the time to dig in, to be who you already are. The big silence. The big silence.